Hello and welcome to East to West WLS, the podcast where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. Today, we have the amazing opportunity to talk to the Dr. Joe Cribbins. Hi, Dr. Joe. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I, I did have to admit earlier, my favorite weight loss surgery to, to, to page to follow is uh, the Corgi's page, Marty. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I just have to say your second favorite, but Marty is the absolute first. That dog just makes life uh, a thousand times better. When, when I discovered Marty and then I discovered you, I thought, okay, this is somebody that I really need to talk to very quickly. We need to get in touch with this guy. <laughs> Marty has his fans and he's, he's very good at what he does. Um, actually, cause he comes to the office a couple times a week and you know, the office loves him. The patients love him. He just kind of makes things comfortable and non-stressed. So yes. yeah, he's a good little dude. He is. He is. Well, and I would just imagine too, you know, if, if it's your first time going into me, you know, your weight loss surgeon, or you're just in the consultation stages, you already have a lot of anxiety. You're already worried. And oh, to walk sure. into, right. And just to walk into an office, it's warm and welcoming. And because you're so visible just on the social media world, I think that kind of like de-escalates the situation. And then to have that mm-hmm. adorable dog greet you, it just lets you know, everything's <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> I agree. That's what he's for. Yeah, because it, it could be it could be so so scary. Your first appointment, you don't know what it's going to be like, what the questions that are going to be asked, you know, what's going yes. to go from there. So yeah, it's it, it's very nice when people come in and they're just kind of comfortable and at ease for sure. Yes. yes. Yep. Well, and that's part of the reason that Jason and I started this podcast. You know, we we went through our procedure and we got to the other side and we didn't find that support that that we needed to find success. So we created East to West. But I can't tell you how these conversations with professionals like yourself really help members of our community who are pre-op or, you know, getting Mm -hmm. very close to their surgery or even afterwards, because you just don't feel so alone when you know that, you know, my, my concerns, my worries are other people's and that, you know, sometimes those questions pop into your head and you don't know where to turn. And it's so wonderful that we have this community. And like I said, you know, doctors like you who are willing to join us to say, nope, this is, this is, you know, the answer. This is what you should be thinking about. It just helps like, it helps normalize this. It helps make it something that is accessible for everybody instead of something that was just never talked about before. Oh, for sure. Because there's really no reason, you know, to go through this thing alone. And it's so much easier with all the support that you guys support. And, you know, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and, and it's crazy to me that we, you know, April and I really didn't know this until we started what we've got going on now is that so many people weren't aware that you could advocate for yourself, that you have the option yeah. to stand up and say, hey, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. I need something to, you know, I need you to look at this or look at that. So many people are just like, well, I didn't know that I could do that. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah you need to do that. Not only can you, you need to. Exactly. Yeah. So our conversation today is going to focus on a a question, or I guess a topic that we get asked often at East to West. So we are so proud that we serve everybody in our community, no matter your age, your your gender, your creed, it doesn't matter. But recently we've had a lot of questions that have come in from kind of the more mature community asking about Mm -hmm. weight loss surgery in their 
second or third half of life. You know, they, they have questions about, you know, is it still effective and should I do it? Uh, is my recovery going to be different? Do I need to prep, you know, differently for it? And because we're not the surgeons, we figured, well, we, we know some and we can reach out to them <laughs> and, and get their expert, get their expert advice. So really our conversation today is really just going to be focusing on uh, on that, just really targeting this population of our community that has some questions and just don't know where to go. Um, yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited about it. Are you ready to dive yeah. in? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So first things first, we always love to give, give our guests kind of the floor. If they don't know you, if they don't follow you, will you just let, let our people know who you are as a, as a person and as a bariatric surgeon? Yeah, well, my name's um, Joe Cribbins, and I'm a surgeon specializing in bariatrics, uh, specifically robotic bariatric surgery in Dallas, Texas. Um, personally about me, I have four dogs and five kids, which is kind of interesting and busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like a starting basketball team right there. And, exactly. and I, and I don't know, I just love taking care of my patients and doing what I do. Hey guys, it's April. When I'm craving something sweet, I always head to my pantry and I grab my jar of Retreat Drinks Hot Cacao. But I know I'm doing it for more than just my sweet tooth. Cacao is one of the highest plant-based sources of magnesium, the most efficient mineral in the Western world. Magnesium is so important for a healthy heart and it helps turn glucose into energy, enabling our brain to work with laser sharp clarity and focus. It's a total mood booster without the caffeine. I absolutely love it, and I think you will too. Visit retreatdrinks.com and use the code east to west for 20% off your first order. Happy sipping. That definitely comes across on your feed, uh, which is why Jason and I very much appreciate what you do. And I know that your whole family is behind you. It, it, it feels very, very much so like a family. Your patients are your family. Your family mm -hmm. is involved in what you're doing. Everybody's supporting each other. And I think that's why so many people really seek you out because of the support that you offer, the realness that you offer. Uh, and like I said, you provide a lot of information to kind of help decrease the anxiety as people go into into their bariatric procedures. Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes, of course. So I, I think maybe just to start off this conversation is we'll start off with just maybe the most basic question. Is bariatric surgery only for people who are 30 years or younger? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, age ranges for bariatric surgeries 18 to about 65 years old um that's uh kind of going back a little bit um you can go younger um and you can even go down to about 12 years old or so in certain circumstances um and the upper age limit um i really don't have an upper age limit um the people over 50, over 60, even over 70 can do super well with bariatric surgery because, you know, people are living longer these days. They have a lot of years to get the benefits from bariatric surgery. So um, yeah, I'm a big advocate for it. So do you see, are there any differences in patients that are, you know, maybe in their 50s, 60s or 70 compared to patients that, that are younger? Is there anything that sets them apart or anything that would deter surgery at an older age? Well, I mean, um, as people age, they can get more medical troubles um, 
comorbid conditions that can make the surgery a little bit more risky. Um, but in general, weight loss surgery is super safe um, these days. And, uh, you know, the weight loss can be a little bit slower. So I might expect that the older you are, the weight loss is going to be a little bit slower. You know, it's just nice to be 25 in a lot of aspects, but it's, not, you know, this metabolism is really high. Um, so, you know, someone in their twenties can really lose pretty quickly. Um, but someone in their sixties can lose just as much weight as somebody in their twenties. It may take them a little bit longer to, to get there. Um, but they can definitely do it. Okay. And I was kind of thinking about this morning, uh, thinking about this, our talk today, this morning. And I guess what really dawned on me is that, you know, when I had my pre-surgical consultations, they asked me about the medications that I was taking and I wasn't mm -hmm. taking any. And then I thought, but as you know, as you move through life, just things crop up and you tend to deal with them medically. So okay. I could imagine where, you know, a 50, 67 year old might be on some type of medication for these other, you know, medical things that, that they're experiencing. But I mean, in, in your experience, does bariatric surgery kind of help them address those other medical issues that are going on? And can they, they can still recover and they can still have success with their bariatric surgery while also maybe dealing with some other health things that are going on? Oh, for sure. I mean, when you're 20, um, you know, you get a ton of benefit of bariatric surgery. And a lot of that benefit is just avoiding all of these comorbid conditions and troubles and medicines in the future. Um, but if, you know, if you're older and if you have cholesterol, you have diabetes, you got sleep apnea, you know, blood pressure, um, you're on some medications for this. Um, one of the huge benefits is really 80% of the time we're getting rid of that. You know, so we're, we're coming off diabetes medicines, cholesterol medicines, blood pressure medicines, and these things are um, being cured all at one time with one operation. So, yeah, it's almost like it's even more benefit when, you know, when you're a little bit older and you have these things because you can make them go away. Yeah, correct. Right. And, and you can possibly move away from these other medications that you've been taking for these for these you know, issues that you have going on by undergoing bariatric surgery. Exactly. Because, you know, they have side effects, things that you don't want to deal with. And, and now you can be sometimes very quickly off of them. Yeah. Well, and, you, and you mentioned the difference between, you know, somebody in their 50s and 60s, maybe losing weight a little bit slower. Do you find that to be the same for men and women alike? Because I know men lose at a rate way faster than women. Is it still a little bit slower for older men? Yeah, it'll be a little bit slower for older men. But that's very true. It's just, you know, weight loss surgery is good to be a guy. You know, it's a muscle mass thing. You lose very quickly. I think the percentage of weight loss at the end is uh, is very similar between men and women. Um, but but the guys do lose it quicker. Yeah. When when somebody comes to you for a consultation and they are a little bit older, 50s, 60s or 70s, is there is there anything that you do differently with them? Is there any way that you prepare them for surgery differently? Is there are, are there things that happen after the surgery that's different or is it just basically pretty much the same. I mean, honestly, it's very, very similar. Um, I mean, we, we see every patient as an individual. So we have sort of our standard workup process, which is fairly minimal and fairly routine, you know, an EKG and some labs and an upper GI swallow. Um, if people have, a, you know, more significant heart issues, more significant diabetic issues, things like that. I mean, we'll have to sometimes involve other specialists and get special testing. Um, but for the routine patient, um, we, I don't change anything really in my pre-op workup or, or, or my first up workup. 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, because I guess really the procedure is the procedure, right? Regardless of exactly. your age. And because this procedure is performed on people of every, like in the medical spectrum rainbow, you're already preparing people for surgery mm-hmm. based on what you have seen. Yep. Oh, okay. So if people are older and they're considering bariatric surgery, what, mm-hmm. what could be some things that you could tell them that would perhaps give them a little bit of hope when it comes to what this surgery could do for them in terms of, uh, of benefit or longevity? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, it can do everything for someone in their 50s and 60s that it can for somebody in their 20s and 30s. Um, you know, for every 100 pounds lost, you know, it's going to gain a decade of, of life. Um, and hey, you know, you're a little bit older, you have some cholesterol, some diabetes, some blood pressure, we can, we can make that go away. So there's a ton of hope and they can do very, very well with the surgery. I've never heard that it is a decade gain for every hundred pounds lost. That's why. Yep. I have never, I have never heard that. I mean, I have like goosebumps when I'm thinking about it. That is just great because if you're telling that to somebody who's 65 going into surgery, you mean you're, you're basically, you're, you are concretely prolonging their life. And not only is it, a, oh, sure. uh, um, you're getting more years, but the quality of your years could potentially be better. Oh, for sure. Because there's, I mean, we, we, we do this for the health benefits of it, but excess weight just affects everything. And, you know, people just feel so much better. I mean, you guys know, you just feel so much better after the mm-hmm. surgery, after you've lost a significant amount of weight, you get a ton, a ton of like really nice quality of life benefits from it, you know, really at any age. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, just, I, I'm turning 40 here in, in, in a little bit and I can definitely tell that I am 40, but I just keep reflecting <laughs> on, you know what I mean? It's just like, just things are starting to be like, oh God, you know, like I just am like, oh my God, I'm turning my parents. Cause all of a sudden things are creaking and cracking and you know, you just, you're just like, God. Like, how did I hurt myself last night? Yeah. <laughs> Me, me and Dr. Joe, meanwhile, are sitting over here going, shut your ass up. <laughs> I'm turning 40. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> hey, we all struggle, okay? We all struggle. Oh, God. But it's just, you know, now that I'm reflecting on, you know, my, my, my upcoming birthday and what I've done, I can, uh, my brain instantly goes to, but imagine what life would be like if I had not done this. And I'm, you know, and I'm so thankful that I did it when, when I did, even though I probably should have done it earlier. And in all these conversations that we have with people that are older than Jason and I, they're always saying like, oh, I just don't know. And I don't think it's for me and there's no support. And, you know, and it's never going to work or, you know, I'm too far gone. Or what we hear from them often is, well, I need to take care of X, Y, and Z medical before I do, do bariatric surgery. And, you know, we're not the experts, we're not the doctors, but, you know, we can only say to them, here's how it's changed our life. And I don't understand how age is somehow excluding you now from this medical procedure, because it's not, it's really built for you. Oh, no, exactly. It, it doesn't exclude by age, I don't think really at all. Um, and yeah, when, when we take people to surgery, we like them to be optimized. We like all of their their medical, you know, their blood pressure to be as controlled as it can be, their diabetes to be as controlled as it can be. Um, but um, 
yeah, it, 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 um, yeah, it doesn't exclude them from having the operation in, in any, yeah. in any manner. Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking to the friend of mine that, that is going to have, I was talking to him just yesterday and we were discussing it and he's like, man, he goes, I had everything ready to go one time a couple of years ago and I chickened out. And he's like, yeah. I, I'm, he goes, I know it was stupid. He goes, I'm probably the only one. And I was like, shit. I was like, you're far from the only one. I said, you know, I got up in, I had scrubbed it down with the little pads. I was in my gown in the bed and I got up and while I was like, what are you doing? I was like, we're going home. I made a mistake. I get the stuff. We got to go get breakfast and hit the house. Like, I'm not doing this yet. Like, I'm done. Like, no, we're not. And right about that time, the doctor whipped the curtain back. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going home. I made a mistake. And he's like, no. He said, going home is the mistake. He's like, turn around and get back in bed. He's like, I got this. Let me do what I do. You just lay there and be you. He's like, and I'm going to fix it. I promise. And I was just like, okay, let's give it a shot. You know? So but as I told him, I was like, dude, I was like, it happens every single day. I was like, but eventually you've got to choose you over everything else. Just let all the fear go away. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I can promise you a year out here, I sit knowing how much better off I am than I would have been had I had gone home that day. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you have a great doctor. <laughs> yeah. And he laughed at me when I went in because actually on my one year surgery was my wife's consultation for her surgery uh -huh. with my surgeon. And I was showing him pictures of going over stuff and he's like, yeah, and you tried to run off. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> You know, I think every bariatric surgeon has to kind of have the same mentality. You know the fear that, that exists in people and, and you're able to provide them some hope because you know the life that awaits for them on the other side of that surgery. Yeah. So, so how, yeah. do you, how do you work with people that, that come to you and you can tell that they're really on the fence or, or let's say that you've met with somebody and then you don't see them again for, for a couple of years. What do you, what do you think are the, the largest driving factors behind people not actually going through with the surgery? Well, I think there's just a lot of unknown on the other side. And I think it's, you know, guys like you that are helping sort of like dispel that unknown. I, so I think it's really, really useful for patients because it's one of those things. It's like having your first child. It's like getting this huge promotion that's really, really awesome. Like it's such a good thing, but you just don't know what it's going to be like on the other side. And it's very, very scary. Um, and you just have to sort of know that things are going to be, you know, things are going to work out, things are going to be good, and uh, you're going to be feeling better afterwards. We were, Jason and I were talking the other day, and we were really trying to think about how and where bariatric patients are depicted in our society. And the only thing that we could come up with was, was my 600 pound life. Mm -hmm. that's that's the only depiction and yeah. it, it, it 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 is a depiction but most bariatric patients are not that they, they are no. not that person right they're, they're not to that to that level it's just very different so when we think about you know why people have such negative thoughts about bariatric surgery and bariatric patients because that's the only view that we have and, yeah. and it's, and it's incomplete because while it shows the struggle, it, it shows some people's addiction to food and, you know, and some of the other things that goes into it, it's not the complete picture when 250,000 people undergo this procedure every year. And that's the only view of it. It just seems yeah. like a disservice. Yeah, we're, we're, every, age, every walk of life. It's, it's just so many different sorts of. 
people, you know, are, are yes. very active part of the community. So, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I told April we're like the hoarders of the medical community. People just look at it like that, like, oh, these people, just, you know, they create their own drama and their own problems. Like, all they have to do is stop. And like that lady should have done her exercises and stopped eating with like the doctor told her and she'd be fine. And, you know, that's it. it basically, they just they they, you know, it, the, the stigma is well backed, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what do you see or what areas do you see people after surgery struggling the most in? And is it is the struggle different based on your age or do you kind of see these common common themes or common struggles no matter what your age is after surgery? Um, I mean, I don't see a lot of difference in the struggles, uh, you know, sort of by age bracket. Um, I mean, I think just the most common struggle is just... Um, because your appetite is so suppressed, just getting that protein in, keeping the fluids up, sticking to the program, um, living through all the sort of troubles of life that come with, with life and just kind of continuing to do what you need to do. Um, but I don't think it really changes much by age. Well, that's good to know because we, again, when we talk to people, uh, especially who are maybe, you know, their grandparents, their worry is, is that, well, I'm not going to be able to do, you know, the fun, like food things with my grandkids anymore, or I'm not going to be able to do cookies or bake with them. And we always just have to kind of take a pause and say, well, you can still do all of those things. It just doesn't mean that you need to partake in those things, right? Or it's just shifting how you interact with your family. So if, if you have a difficult time with with food or, or with the consumption of food, then maybe you don't do those certain activities with your grandkids. Maybe you go do something else instead of something, you know, kitchen-based, but it's just so connected with so many people that I think it's just going to be a, a really big struggle for them. For sure. I mean, food is just so social. It's just, um, it's, it just means so much more to people than just fuel for the bodies. Um, and, you know, one of the misconceptions about weight loss surgery, I think, is that, you know, food afterwards cannot be enjoyable, you know, and the social aspect of food can't be enjoyable. But, you know, I mean, you guys know, they still can be, you know, yes. you can sit down with friends and have a nice meal and have a bite here and a bite there, enjoy all the flavors and, you know, be very, enjoy the social aspects of the, of the meal and the food and the friends. Um, that's still okay after weight loss surgery. So, hey, you're a grandma and you've got some grandkids and you want to make some chocolate chip cookies for them. You totally can. You can enjoy it. You know, you may just have, you know, a bite at the yes. end of it, but it's, it's still the same it's still the same experience, you know, yes. from the social aspect and you can still be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I, and I have, I have two grandbabies or two and four and they love to help me in the kitchen. They love no matter what I'm doing. If I, if I'm in the kitchen, like, what, what are you cooking? And they come running and they want to know, yeah. and they want, to help, <laughs> yeah. and they want exactly. all the things. So when, you know, my, my daughter, I mean, my granddaughter loves for me to do desserts and stuff and I'll do it for them all the time. But now they know, like we've done it enough to know they'll be like, now you can't have any of this pop pop, but we can, it's for us, but not for you. And I'm like, you're exactly. right. You're right. Pop pop can't have any of that, but that's why I'm making it for you guys. And that's why you get to help. And, you know, so we go through that whole thing and it didn't take long for them to understand even at two and four, that that's just what it was like we didn't go through the big thing of why it was just yeah pop pop can't eat that so yeah, exactly. but you can that's just more for you girls and they were we you know all about it they just exactly. go on about their business like they're not they're not concerned that just means they get more so 
exactly. It's like we take the kids to the state fair and you know, I'm not getting on that ride that like drops 10 million miles an hour and that sort of thing. But I can still go. I can still enjoy it. But hey, that, that ride's for you guys. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But we still all have a good time. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and I, and I would imagine too, Jason, just, you know, you are, you can be more active with your grandkids now because you have more mobility. So, oh, right, your presence as a grandparent is just different because you have undergone bariatric surgery. Yeah, definitely, because they didn't live here when I was at my heaviest. So they've only seen me as I've been, uh, oh, let's see, hell, I was, I was a good seven six or seven months out of surgery by the time they got here so i was already losing at a, at a pretty good clip oh wow so they pretty much had the active version of me forever so they didn't know but yeah there's absolutely no way i could have done a quarter of the things i do with them now at my heaviest weight because yeah. i just couldn't i mean i'd get winded one i mean from from my front door to my car is maybe 20 feet and I'd be winded and have to catch my breath by the time I got in my car back then. So, yeah, there's no way I could have kept up with a two and a four year old at that. Oh, yeah. Well, and now that I'm really thinking about just what you had said earlier, Dr. Joe, about how, you know, people don't know what waits for them on the other side. It's, it's very true because a lot of us who've undergone bariatric surgery, we have never lived our lives at a healthy weight. Or if, yeah. if we were, it, it was at such such a young age. And yeah. you just can't wrap your, you, you can't figure out how the surgery is going to suppress your hunger, how it's going to take away, you know, those, how it's going to do all these things that you hope it will. You just don't have any, any evidence of that. Whereas with some other things in life that maybe you've never done before, at least you have people around you that have gone through it, or maybe, you know, somebody, but mm -hmm. to have something so intimately change inside of you without any evidence or any experience of knowing what that's like that's a that's a really scary thing oh for sure and especially when you've got you know 50 60 years under your belt you 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 must be thinking like well how is this going to change when nothing else has worked before exactly i've tried so many things and i may have you know failed at so many things how's this one thing going to work but um it just works it just works better than anything else yeah wow interesting all it took was my friend seeing me in person because he hadn't seen me since before I had the surgery because he'd been traveling and doing stuff. I walked in the door and he was like, <laughs> he's like what uh he's like, well look at you. And I was like, I was like, there's a little less to look at these days. And he was just like, and I left and he messaged me that next day and was like, just so you know, I called my doctor and we're already got things in motion. And I was like, that's what I want that's what I wanted to hear. That is, that is exactly right. Oh my goodness. So Dr. Joe, if, if somebody is struggling uh, making their decision to have bariatric surgery, I guess at any age, but specifically maybe our, our more um, mature listeners and followers, what, what advice could you give them or, or what, what nuggets of hope can you pass along to them that would maybe help their journey uh, be a little bit easier? Yeah. I mean, I would say the first step um, and sometimes the scariest step is just make that consultation appointment, you know, do your research, get some recommendations from your physicians, maybe people that you know, you know, friends and family that have had the procedure and done well and see somebody um, and just talk to them and then and, and just view it as, you know, if you're a little um, 
scared of moving forward. You don't need to view it as, okay, I'm going to have this surgery. I've decided to have it. I'm going in for my consultation. It's more of, I'm just going in to explore my options and to learn about things and to get people's opinions about it and just sort of go in the, with, with that point of view and talk to somebody professionally about it. Um, and, and if you're worried about your core mode conditions or if you're, um, you know, you're interested in, you know, hey, which one of the things that are going on with me are going to get better or going to go away or how is it going to affect these certain things that I have going on in my life? Just to talk to somebody about it and just take that first step um, and then go from there. I think that's so powerful. Pe people equate consultation with I'm doing this. But no, exactly. Chase, but it doesn't it, need to be. No, it's really, it's just a fact-finding mission, right? I mean, yes. all you're doing is just seeing what's out there and understanding what your options are. It's not a commitment to, to go through surgery. It isn't anything. Mm -hmm. It's just you, it's almost like picking up a magazine and learning something new, except you're, you're going in person and you're, and you're talking with an expert about it. So oh, sure. oh, awesome. Wonderful. Is there any piece of advice that you could give to somebody who is on the other side of surgery and maybe struggling with their journey. Maybe they're not losing as quickly as they'd like, or they've gone through a little bit of regain, or they're, they're just having, having a battle. From a surgical perspective, from your perspective, what, what is something that you have found gives people hope when they're struggling after surgery? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, it, it's almost the same answer. Don't be afraid to go back to your surgeon. So many people, I'm, I'm struggling. I put on a little bit of weight. I'm doing some things that I really know that I shouldn't be doing. I'm not quite getting as the activity in that I, and, and I know these things and I don't want to go back to my surgeon and have them, you know, be upset with me. We're not going to be upset. That, that's part of what we do is we help you through these ups and these downs and these struggles um, and, and throughout the entire journey, not just the surgery part, but the lifelong part with it. So just to, just to go back and have the conversation. And honestly, a lot of times that's all it takes, you know, just a little bit of accountability and a refocus and people get back on track. Well, and it's so scary for people in our community because we feel like we've failed at every other diet, every other option, every other avenue we've tried. Oh, for sure. this, was, this was kind of our last resort. And so if we feel like, we, if, if we attach that same shame cycle and feel like we've failed at this too, that's an accountability on a level that most of us aren't willing, aren't ready to deal with. So yeah. having to face the person that potentially saved our life and go, hey, guess what? Now I've packed on another 20 pounds. What am I going to do? And, you know, that's kind of that perpetuating that fear cycle of like, well, the doctor's going to be like, oh, well, you screwed up. You know, I did this perfect thing. <laughs> you ruined it. Like, but it's just not that way. No, it's not. And there's options out. I mean, there's medication options. There's all sorts of options that are out there. You know, um, you know, visit with the dietitian. You know, restart that. See how things go. Um, you know, there's all these apps out there. Like I have an app that we have through the office that uh, people put all their foods and their activity, and it kind of helps us pick apart what's going on. And sometimes there's a super easy thing like, oh, this thing and this thing change that thing, and you know, things are going to help turn around for you. Um, so yeah. I, I agree. Um, it, it can be scary to go back when you're having some troubles, but, um, but, but it's very worthwhile. 
Well, and I cannot believe that, Jason, when you said that, I was just like, oh my God, that instantly was like, holy shit. I think that's why so many people struggle as soon as the scale starts going the other way or they just, right, or they just plateau because you start thinking, oh my God, I failed again. I've, I've done this every single time. I knew nothing would work. See, I told myself, right, you start doing that. And then your old way of dealing with that was just going back to your old habits. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Without really getting in that rational brain to go, no, this is very different. I've surgically altered my insides. This is not the same. And mm-hmm. I have a surgeon that is dedicated to making sure that I find success and they're a resource. They're not just the person that did the surgery. They're actually the resource that I need when I'm, exactly. when I'm, Oh, Oh, I mean, it sounds so silly, but it's like, these conversations is when all that stuff all of a sudden goes, oh my God, that is what's going on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm feeling really good now. I'm feeling like we have some wonderful information. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I just, I feel so, um, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for, for your time and for your expertise and for your willingness to say this is okay. And just to kind of continue to dispel this myth that bariatric surgery is just for a certain group of people, a certain age of people, that it is not. It is for everybody and that we, are, we all deserve to access the medical tools that are available to us to live our healthiest lives. And on top of that, to know that it's going to prolong our lives by 10 years for every 100 pounds that we lose. Yes, yes, yes. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I'm so excited for everybody in our community to, to, to get this information. I'm especially excited to pass this on to all of our friends and followers that are a little bit of an older age and have these very age-specific questions. And <laughs> I, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just so thankful to know that like ageism and weight loss surgery does not have to be a thing. If you think that it's not for you because of your age, you are, you're, you're not thinking straight because it is for you. It absolutely yeah. is for you. Agreed. Oh my goodness. Dr. Joe, where can people follow you or where can they find you on the glorious inter- interwebs? Um, on Facebook, if you search for Dr. Cribbins, I will pop up. Um, and on Instagram, one operation changes life underscore between, between those. Um, that's where I am. Yeah. Awesome. And it's also, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, which you probably should, because we're very adorable and and handsome humans, uh, you will see, (laughs) you will see uh, where, where you can follow everybody. And Jason, I highly recommend that you follow Dr. Joe and that you follow Marty because it's just a safe place to go. If you need, if you need a little tidbit of information, if you need a little bit of uplift, if you need some puppy kisses, that's where you go. like little questions that people have um yeah i really love interacting with uh with people yeah just a forewarning the office is going to make you want to work there because it's the most warm inviting and coolest looking office and place to, to work for so that's just to let you know ahead of time he's he's not accepting any applications at this time but he'll let you know that changes so goodness i love it oh well dr joe thank you again so very much for joining us today we know that you're a very busy person and we very much appreciate your time and just everything that you pour into this community it's just it's amazing thank you well i really appreciate you guys thank you guys too jason my friend is there anything else did we cover it i think we pretty much got it awesome you want to take us out my friend
I do indeed. We want to thank everybody for all the support. Thank you, Dr. Joe, for joining us. We, uh, your, your information is invaluable to our community that we love so much. And uh, we appreciate just, like I said, all the support that we've gotten from you guys up until now. And uh, we're going to continue to keep doing what we do because you allow us to do so. And uh, just remember, like Dr. Joe said, any age, any time, anywhere, we can get you taken care of. We will do that. <laughs> Please make the choice. Choose yourself every single time. And remember, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a great Saturday. You too.